Hello, race fans. Welcome to another episode of Short Track Guys Podcast, brought to you by ShortTrackExclusive.com. I'm your host, Thomas Battis, alongside two other Short Track Guys in the studio, Jim Poker and Driver, the 07 CanTQuitFishing.com Sportsman, and 2021 Sportsman Champion here locally at Five Flag Speedway, and Ted Baber, Ted Baber Video Productions, also locally here at Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola, Florida. What's up, guys? Good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you? Oh, we're doing good, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm really excited about this show. We've got uh, a brief uh, discussion about uh, some things that are going on coming up uh, this weekend uh, with the Alabama 200. We've got the Carolina Pro Late Model uh, season opener, uh, and we're going to touch briefly on the Winter Nationals out here at Southern and Milton. And we've got a special guest that's on with us tonight. We're going to get to her uh, just as soon as we can because I, I really want our listeners to hear what's going on over there in Mobile, uh, in conjunction with Houston Motorsports Park. But first of all, we're going to talk to Jim a little bit about um, the season opener coming up on the 18th with the Sportsman Series. And uh, I hear he's got some news coming up here, maybe in the middle of the, middle of the season. What's, uh, what's going on in that stable, Jim? Well, we uh, got the motor in the car finally. I got to make some fenders so the Sportsman will be ready. But um, I can't talk about my partner, but we went Saturday and looked at three late models that we're purchasing. One of them is going to be an outlaw. One of them is going to be a wheelman series car. Uh, we got two engines. I mean, we got a heck of a deal. We got, Ooh, we bought out an entire race team, including the trailer. <laughs> yes. So we're going Saturday or Friday after work and pick all that stuff up and bring it over. We got one car that needs a clip. That's going to be our outlaw. The wheelman car is a, is a port city. Both, the, both the fast cars are port cities. We're going to sell one car in the trailer because we don't need it. And uh, we're going to try uh, Outlaw and Sportsman Race, I mean, uh, uh, Wheelman Series Racing. So I'm really excited. I've never got to drive a late model before, and basically that's what I'm going to get to do. And mm-hmm. I'm tickled to death with it. And I, I got to thank, you know, I can't say his name, but thank you, dude, for helping me out with this. And he's excited as I am. And he's going to, next year, he's going to drive my Sportsman. I'm going to drive the Outlaw. And we're going to do some wheelman racing next year. Yes. And then the following year, he's going to get into the wheelman car. I'm going to run the outlaw. And then we'll probably put our buddy Will in the sportsman. So oh, we got some plans down the road. Even though next year I'm going to semi-retire, I'm not running full-time for anything. I want to travel a little bit. I want to race Mobile. I want to race Montgomery. I want to go to Op. So we're going to travel a little bit, maybe go to South Florida and race. You know, heck, being a single guy, 51 years old, getting in a race car is awesome. <laughs> Maybe you can go down to uh, 417 and meet yes. Jennifer Brinson and go out there and take one of those checker flags. Wouldn't yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we plan on traveling. I mean, this this deal we got, we got so many parts. It's not even funny. Springs and, and quick change gears and fuel cells and body parts. Radio scale. Radios. A, a, a five brand new radios with, with headsets go with the deal. I mean, it's it's awesome. a, it's an awesome deal, and I'm I'm tickled to death with my buddy that's helping me with it, and I'm looking forward to getting that done. And and I mean, I'm just going to be neck deep in race cars for a while, which is like my my happy place. Interested sponsors need to apply quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, how how is that going to interfere uh, the outlaw uh, situation? How is that going to uh, kind of play a part in uh, defending your championship here locally? Well, Five Flags only running us eight races. I can do that and run the out. The outlaw probably won't be ready till later in the year, like July or August. And the the wheelman car the same way, because uh, like I said, the 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 
outlaw car's got to go get clipped. We're sending it to Mike Garvey. Mike Garvey's going to clip it, and Donnie Brusso's going to hang us a new body. And then with the uh, wheelman car, it's going to be the same thing. we got to put it together, take it to Donnie Brusso, have him put a body on it, and we'll go from there. So um, we've already got a plan to recoup some of our money, so that's going to work out good. And my sponsors are all excited and ready to jump on board with that deal, too. So, um, And the cool thing is, except for in Mobile, they run the American Racer. We run the Hoosier F70, which I'm going to be on this year at Five Flags. And I'll learn those tires, so when I get in the outlaw car, I'll already know what the tires are going to do. So it's going to help me a lot. And like I said, I promised to go to Mobile some this next year. I, I, I love racing over there. It just It's so hard on a budget, man, and especially having to build a new car after the Derby <laughs> has really put the hurt on my fundage. But we're going to be there, so... Well, we're gonna we're gonna find out about a little bit of your schedule uh, in Mobile here just in a little bit because we're gonna we're gonna get with our special guest. She's hanging on in the studio with us. She's on the phone. Uh, she's listening to us and uh, she's ready to go. And we're ready to go. Yep. Um, so we'll know a little bit more about what your schedule might be over there in Mobile. Oh, um, yeah. So let's talk about Alabama two hundred up in Montgomery Motor Speedway coming up this weekend. Um, the, the laundry list of like talented drivers that are going to be there. It's kind of like, I, I'm sad that I'm going to be working because that would be one of those races that I want to be at. It's the hunt, the bear hunt thing for the bear. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I, in the thing about it is I'm the same way. If that's, that was kind of my game plan. If I hadn't wrecked the car at the Derby was to spend some time traveling. Yeah. I'd love to go to the Rattler this year, but it's kind of looking like I'm not going to get to because I've got to get my car finished. So I got that looking for, but, uh, Stan Harrison does a great job up in Montgomery and there's a lot of big names that come into that race. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a heck of a show. Yeah. Spencer Bragg, uh, Jackson Bishop, uh, John Bowen, John DeAngelis, one of our, our, uh, favorites one of our favorites that we talked about we've mentioned him quite a bit since we got started with this podcast he's from wisconsin he comes down with the prunties and all that and uh caden honeycutt uh jojo wilkinson from hueytown alabama justin bonnet also from that area christopher tullis chris davison uh hunter robbins jake garcia uh grant thompson the list goes on and i think there's about 35 of them that are listed to run this saturday night going to be an amazing show <laughs> that's a lot of pro late models oh yes that's going to be pretty good and, and augie grill might pop his head up he sometimes runs that race you never know when yeah. augie might pop in he's pretty <laughs> tough Jake augie, augie augie grill is dangerous in montgomery oh he's dangerous <laughs> anywhere he goes I mean, yeah. you put him in a fast car son he's going to be right there he's he, you know i watched him and bubba battle and i i just i'm an augie grill fan i'll admit that somebody to watch and he does he's not he's not a slouch into modifieds either oh no he always <laughs> runs at the top two or three in a modified but yeah. the thing about it is when he shows up at this race with one of his own grand american race cars he's liable to win it and you yep. better watch out for him yeah i think augie's augie's probably taking more seriousness to his modified stable than uh the the late model side of it yeah but, but i don't think he builds those modifieds or their their so. bmf chassis yep. i don't think that's him i think somebody he's driving for somebody he might help them with setups and stuff but yeah you know you're, you're talking about augie grill man one of the him and his dad and neil bonnet were three of the best car builders in the business i mean back in the day when it before it was grand american it was neil bonnet race cars Right. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, we're going to move just a little bit uh, northeast of that into the Carolinas. And we haven't talked a lot about the Carolina uh, Pro Late Model Series, but 
there is just a, a, a gaggle of talented drivers in that series that open up uh, this weekend at Southern uh, National Motorsports Park in North Carolina. It's a four-tenth high banked uh, bullring that we like op, I guess, you know, you would yeah, call uh, South Alabama fun. Speedway. And, you know, we've been talking about Carson Kvapel, uh won the inaugural championship two years ago. And uh, Nick Loden actually won last year. So we got uh, Caleb Johnson and David Thomas and Amber Lynn, Kyle Campbell, Ryan Matthews, and Caden Quapple, which is Carson's brother, uh, is going to buy for that championship. And their their season opener is in that, that 410th high bank uh, intensified race this weekend. And it's a fine facility. Yeah, and we've it gone is. over episode after episode, and it's just a short track racing just never stops. I mean, never there's does. no break. We got two no. or three weeks, and that's it. And then you got to. No. <laughs> got to get right back at it so yeah. we're really getting into the beginning of a lot of exciting oh, you, you take christmas yeah. and new year's off and then you're right back into it so that's that's why i said if i ever won the lottery i would never touch a nascar track i would hit i would take a late model and a bit yeah. and a stacker and we would travel it's in a motorhome just just, just to go and have some fun you know that's that to me to me short track racing is more exciting nascar's gotten boring it's just it's a big money sport it's not fun cookie cutter cars you yeah. know with yeah. just money ruining everything unfortunately yep, idiot driver but you know we'll get off of that subject <laughs> yeah I, I just love short track that's where we need to be well we went we uh we went from a bucket list to a dumpster list to a semi-trailer list <laughs> yeah, and where where good. else can you go from that i uh, mean with all these races and all these openers that we're gonna eventually get to possibly um, but hey you know we're gonna get right to it and uh i've been i've been waiting for this uh our guest uh gina child knowles she is the promoter of Houston Motorsports Park and Mobile International Speedway and has been for, what, a couple of years now. And uh, we're glad to have her and have her spend the time with us to uh, share with our race fans and our listeners as to what's going on uh, in Mobile. Uh, Gina, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so um, what what exactly, we can back up just a long ways, I guess. Uh, what is it about racing that got you interested in, in how you got to where you are now with the, the promotion things? Well, um, I've grown up at, kind of born into it, my, both from grandpa to, you know, dad, uncles, brothers. I mean, I think every male in my family is a racer. I didn't get to, but, you know, I was always around it. Just always being a part of it in Houston, growing up around it, and uh, the racing in Texas kind of, you know, started fading away in recent years. And I was helping a promoter at Houston Motorsports Park, and he got sick and stepped down, and it was about to close. And I really didn't want it to close, and we jumped in the saddle. Since I had been working with Advanced Auto Parts and him, uh, we just kind of just stepped right into it and went with it. It, it, it becomes about the, the racers and everyone that you grew up with and these third generation, fourth generation racers not having a track, you know, in Texas. And, and it, uh, that just, we just jumped in and went with it from there. Well, that's cool. I, you know, uh, it's, I know being a promoter is not an easy job whatsoever because it's, it's, it's tedious. You have to put up with us racers. You got to put up with the fans. You got to listen to all the complaining, but that's awesome that you took over that track to keep it open because there's so many speedways closing. And it, as a race fan, since I was nine years old, it's heartbreaking to see a racetrack close. It is. There's so many dynamics that, that, that 
influence that and make that happen. But Houston is a hard cookie. It's a hard track uh, to keep rolling. It's super expensive. But, you know, again, I, I'm, I was fortunate enough. I, I needed a partner track for Houston. That's what I kind of wanted to do when I, when I happened upon Mobile. Um, and I wanted to grow more of a program. And so we brought some of the guys from Houston to Mobile, some of the classes. We have some new classes. So it's just been a positive thing. And, and luckily with Advanced Auto Parts, they kind of helped us do that. Well, that's great. I, I think, uh, you know, you getting Mobile is awesome because we were scared that place was going to close. Ted, mm-hmm. Ted used to do videos over there. I used to love to go watch. I raced over there quite a bit. It's just, it's just hard on a low buck racer like myself to run two racetracks. But I, right. I, would, I want to come over there and race. I do. And we're going to. And by the way, I wanted to tell you, I love what you're doing with three and four. And I've said that over the years. If somebody would make that smooth and dirt where cars would slow down, because mm-hmm. you don't not, you do not want to hit one of those jersey barriers. I watched Donnie Russo go into one one night and I thought he was dead. That's how hard they hit and scared oh, yeah. me half to death. But. I mean, anything to make the track safer, I'm I'm 100%. And we're behind you, and I want you to know that, that we, us guys at Five Flags are behind you also. It's just, like I said, for me, it's just a money thing. But I promise you, we get that outlaw stock done, we're definitely going to come over there and race. I well, definitely. good. I hope, I hope to, I hope to you, you do that. I'm anxious to see. I mean, I thought maybe I was going to have to uh, see, maybe put up some kind of challenge to get you guys to come over here. <laughs> We love to race over there. It, I've I've had some success over there. I've, I've only won a heat race. I've never won a feature, but I've come close, and uh, I like that place. I enjoyed the uh, the very first year I went over there to do some videotape work. The sportsman class was the most fun to watch because there'd be twenty cars out on the track, and they would race side by side, nose to tail, for ten to fifteen laps until the tires started getting greasy, and things would get broken up a little bit. And man, that was so much fun to watch. Yeah, I'm telling you, I haven't, uh, you know, we don't have them in Texas. And the first race uh, here, I was the same way. I mean, they quickly became my favorite to watch. And just, I, I I know my my jaw was dropped the whole time I was watching them because I was blown away at, at how fun they were to watch. Yeah. That's for sure. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a great club. But, I mean, all the other classes over there, I mean, I, I remember watching late models door to door like that. I mean, great battles between guys like Scott Carlson and um, Gerald Wilkerson and guys like that, Bubba, Bobby Garrison and all them back in the day. But I'm so glad to see that place opening. I, I'm really happy with what you're doing to the place. I, I really believe in it, and I, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I've seen super, uh, super. She has a good soul is what I like to say <laughs> about this track. Absolutely. It's been around a long time. I yeah, is, yeah. There, is there any uh, – a vision of putting a wall around there you can keep it open like that because i noticed when i was over there listening and watching the sound is different from from five flags to mobile and i think it it just it there's a difference between the track and i think that's a little characteristic of the you know of the two yes i I, you know it's uh I've, i've had many people say oh you know, NASCAR's going to make you put up a wall if you ever do anything. And there's so many different things. But I had one dad come to me. It was a Texas racer that came over here that said that was his favorite thing about the track was that there was no wall. Right. And I think that I do. I ha- It has grown on me. It, um, and I was so worried about it in the beginning. We've had a couple of Texas racers go over three and four. I think one uh, broke his back. Mm-hmm. And so that was always something that we were 
planning on doing. And I'd like to kind of do the same thing. Then we have some things that we're wanting to do and we're thinking about doing to make it safer, but I, I kind of like the no walls. I really do. I love mm-hmm. the backstretch. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. I think it puts or just keep, continues a little bit of an old school feel to it and a sound that, that I've experienced when I was over there watching the, you know, all the classes. I mean, it just it, it's just different and it was attractive. Yeah. My, my favorite thing about that is that that tote the mail down the back straightaway and that drop off into turn three. It's like being on a roller coaster. I'm not. <laughs> you feel your stomach go up and then two down and then you turn into turn three and hammer it through the center and drive it off a of four. But it's a fun racetrack, and I'm like I said, uh, you know, you said your brothers and uncles raced. What 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 kind of cars did they run? Um, uh, track. They ran everything, honestly, uh, from Broncos, which would be probably the same as our sportsmen now. Uh, back in the day, uh, my dad. They ran sprint cars on dirt. They ran. Uh, I mean, everything. Super modified. My dad ran super modifieds with some of the guys over here. You know, knee decking and. Oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yep, and then uh, Hal, uh, Leroy was it Halfin Hafen? Them. I mean, it was a. Uh, uh, he ran everything. I think, the, and they ran. Of course, back in the day, I don't know what it was called, but I always want to call it the Bush. You know, they ran that. Ran at Daytona. Ran at Talladega. Wow. Um, you know, as my dad and my uncle. I think so it's I a think, Grand National Series. I think. Yeah, like Bush Grand yes. National. Well, yep. yeah, Grand National back in those days. Yeah, that was Definitely. cool. So, I mean, I've just been around it, you know, uh, my whole life, really. HB Bailey was a local guy that my, you know, my stepdad helped. My stepdad raced. Uh, you know, Greg Davison. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris Davison. Yep. They come. I grew up around them all. Casey so, Smith. Yep. Casey Smith. Oh, I love those guys. Great guys. Great family. H.B. Bailey, when I was like 13 years old, my dad took me to Darlington, and he crashed right in front of where we were sitting. I have pictures of him sitting there in that number 36 with the nose tore off of it and him crawling out the passenger side of his Grand National or Cup car back then. I'll never forget that. Yeah, he was a character, let me tell you. He was, it was fun growing up around him and hearing the stories and seeing them. Yeah, yeah. all those guys were back then. They they, they loved they to cut drivers. up. drivers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, that's what, an understatement. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, what are some of the things that uh, you're you're looking forward to adding to Mobile? And 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 I know the grandstands need some work and um, a couple things. But what what are you planning on doing? I mean, I noticed you added some Wheelman Series races, and uh, I think that's really cool because I really like that series and I hope it grows. But I mean, what what are some of the things you're planning on? Um, I I'm kind of this year. Last year it was more about. In Texas, we run eight classes, and it's crazy to run that, but when you can't get a lot of races and you've got eight strong classes of racers that want to race, you know, you got to run them all. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of came over here and applied that same philosophy just temporarily because it was about the racing. I wanted to figure out what was our car counts going to look like, what was – we didn't know the timing of racing, of the races. We kind of – as a team, we just applied the same thing we do at Houston, but we just needed to focus on running all these classes and, and getting our system down. And I guess like like a balloon, blow it up and see what the track is going to give us. Where's our weakness? Where's Is the power going to cut off? We lost power one race. You know, we had to push the limits of the facility to see what we needed to do this year. I'm alternating the classes. I built a schedule to where, you know, it doesn't impede with five flags, you know, and 
it, it's a, I literally sat down and made sure that I, if I'm alternating the classes, a class that's running like at op, if the mod, if he's running the mods, if I have to race on the same night, I'm not going to run the mods because I want to, you know, grow it that way. I, I think that that, that is a big goal of mine is for, to get all of us working together. And if, you know, we run, not less. I know that's scary as a promoter, but we run smarter and, yeah. and we, we, we grow our fields. If we're competing on, on cars, then I feel like we're presenting a subpar show because we're making, we're dividing the racers. You that's, know? And yes. yes. I want to be very different about that. I, it, that's super, super important because being from Texas, let me tell you in Alabama and over here with Pensacola, you guys are where Texas was 10 years ago. We had good tracks. We had plenty of tracks, but no one worked together. And it's just like the sportsman class. You know, it's called something different. You know, Montgomery mm-hmm. or, or and, and it's different rules and stuff. Right. That's what we did in Texas. And I mean, it really, look at it. There's one track left. Yeah. And um, I want to, you know, try to get moving in the right direction I, when i was trying to figure out like the sportsman rules and how to learn I, I would talk 20 minutes to someone about a sportsman or a super stock and then you realize you're talking about two totally different cars because yeah. what they picture in their head as a super stock or a sportsman or a pure stock um is not necessarily the same and i think that is where that's hurt us and i think that's where racing is kind of um it's divided i mean you know when i was growing up my dad, I can remember him saying, "Man, we're let's go, let's go race them. Where can we go?" And you look, and you knew what class it was. Glance at the rules, and somewhere it just like everything kind of changed and was called different things. And yes, I, I you think, just kind of need to bring it back together a little bit. Well, I right. think some of that. Sorry, Ted. I think some of that is the fact that promoters want to keep their cars at their racetrack. And what I would love to see as a racer would be you op pensacola montgomery come up with a street stock series that we could run mobile two two races pensacola two races and then one time in the month we go to montgomery one time we come to mobile one time we go to op one time we go to pensacola and we do that two times a year and declare of a champion over all four racetracks I think that Absolutely. would be great, you know, and, and you, but you, like you said, it's so hard when, when this the money comes in is what ruins it. And right. somebody comes in and why can't we have this rear end? Why can't we have these shocks? Why can't we have this? Why can't we have that? In the sportsman class, I have to say over the years, I've been racing this class off and on since 97. The rules have been pretty close. Stock location shocks. I mean, a few extras we've been added racing springs we didn't have before, but you know, the 602 crate motor, I think. The massage the bodies is the next thing to do. But, I mean, my personal opinion is we need a series where the cars are the same. So if I'm in Pensacola and say, just heaven forbid, I get, you know, a two-race suspension, I can go race your racetrack with the car and be competitive. I can go to Montgomery and be competitive. I can go to Up and be competitive. That's right. And I think that is – and I think that promotes healthy racing. I think, um, you know, if – like if we run, if if I work with him or – or John and I, if we run the classes smart, um, you do have a full schedule. If I run a class six times and, and Tim runs it six times or the same with John, that's a full schedule essentially. But we're, 
going to promote that'll promote travel between the two. I think we should do it, and I think we should give racers a drop. So that kind of alleviates some pressure uh, on it. But I am all for that. I'm hoping that's what we can get to. You know, this year I'm trying, we're we're focusing again on getting our our feet underneath us and and seeing how the racing shakes out in this crazy year. I'm hoping it won't be as crazy as last year. But I'm excited about this environment. I'm, I'm excited about being over here because I want to try to hopefully uh, prevent what happened in texas and, and get us on the same page you want a racer to pull up your track and go okay can i go re- bring my car here and be able to see his the series he the class he runs listed as the same thing i, I just think that's important other people tell me oh that's not a big deal but it is a big deal if you want to be able to race be competitive and not have to change too much on the car or have to change too much on the car in order to go to different tracks that's really right. it's more cost effective that way too yes definitely well something that i'd love to hear you say is you're not talking so much about late models as you are about the local cars cuz see i've there's too many promoters that have just gone into the well we need late model races we need big late model races they'll bring the crowd but if you Notice that most of the local classes bring a lot of a lot of fans and a lot of drivers and a lot of people in the pits. So if we could get the local cars up, you know, a big yep. late model race every once in a while is not that big of a deal. But if you could get the local cars and get them excited, you'll have more local fans. Definitely. I agree with that 100 percent. You know, in Texas, the late models went away. Oh, 10 years ago, you know, and that's what we ran. I mean, we always ran late models and it was kind of devastating, but as you, when you don't have it and, and we have the trucks and the mods, they just kind of exploded and took off. I'm, I'm a big fan of the trucks, uh, advanced auto parts. They love the trucks. So that's kind of what, you know, we, we focused on, we put them on the trucks, but I also think that, you know, you have Tim with the, the supers, and you uh, stand in the mods, yeah. you know, we kind of, I think we can keep it healthy if we keep, you know, working with each other on that. Yeah. John, John Dykes is really heavy on local cars too. He, I, I oh, raced, definitely. I raced, I won the Rattler in 98, my first ever feature win. I raced a full season in Pensacola and then ended up going up there and winning the Rattler. And, um, he was just always so good to me, even, even um, I would come up there and I broke one night in practice and his daughter walked by and handed me a $50 bill and said, dad told me to give this to you. Thank you for coming up here. You know, and they, they always let me keep my number and they always looked out for me. And, and, you know, I, I think as a promoter that you, you should be, and I, I can see that you are more personable to the drivers, the fans and the people that, that are your local people, because I, I'm not going to name names, but there's a certain promoter that's kind of gotten away from us local guys. And it's, it's all about the big guys. It's not about us. And we're there every week. If there's a race at five flags, I'm there watching. If I'm not racing, I'm in the grandstands or I'm in the pits helping somebody or I'm doing something. That's the kind of encouragement we need as a promoters that, that stand with the little guy. Definitely. That's, that's super important. And that's giving back. Uh, to the sport somehow we all have to do that because it is about the sport we've got to remember we got to promote the sport and not our tracks i mean you do both don't get me wrong but it's still it's the sport that right. we need you know yeah so yeah so gina when uh, when does the season start for mobile 
we, right now we are starting our first official race is April 9th. Now we have March 26th mm-hmm. that I have as a race, but we've got a lot of concession stand equipment that we ordered that I don't think is going to make it. <laughs> so I might have to, yeah, I know broken record. I'm so tired of hearing about uh, things on back order and you don't know a date. So yeah. what I'm probably going to do is I had that as a, practice and i went ahead and changed it to a race because they said yes you're going to have everything and now they're like well we don't know if we're going to get so i'm probably going to just automatically change our opening date to april 9th which is uh the same weekend as five flags is running but i'm not running his class same classes you know i'm picking up the ones he ran on friday he's got a race but i didn't have any other dates to start so that's what we got Right. Um, Are, do you still have uh, drivers and, and cars in those classes coming from uh, Texas to run a mobile? Uh, we do. We're looking forward to it. We have quite a few. I'm, I'm excited about the Texas boys. Texas, we, we, they, they travel. We've always traveled. So I'm excited to, to get them uh, moving this way. I've got every class that we have at HMP, we have running now at Mobile. We right. brought over the, the Legacies. They're called the Lone Star Legacies, but it's essentially an Allison Legacy. We brought over our EcoStock guys, which are kind of like the Stingers, but I think they don't tune them. Um, and now the Super Stocks were the ones that I was able to get Ricky and the drivers. Ricky developed a hybrid set of rules so we can get our Super Stocks racing and, and moving in that direction for one year. Um, and, and then we'll be running full-blown Wheelman Series rules. Awesome. That's, that's, like I said, that's something I'm looking forward to doing. And I know, uh, I like that series. I really, really do. I, I love the fact that the shocks are spec shocks. You can't build them. You can't touch them. And if Ricky feels you're cheating, he comes over, takes that shock off your car. He gives you one out of the box and tells you to go race. And if he finds out this shock's illegal, you're going to get in trouble. And I, I'm glad yeah. that you're doing it with Ricky Brooks because I have a lot of respect for that man. Well, you know, I called him and told him, I, I had a super stock guy from Texas call me and he said, Gino, how can we run at Mobile? What can we do? And I said, you know, here's, and no one would do this. I've been on racers. I'm, I, I know rules, but I'm not, I can't read a set of rules. I just would say, I need to know. I told him, he called me and said, we want to race. I said, then you've got to look up all the tracks around me and find me the class that's closest to your class that you think we can convert to. And call me back. And two weeks later, he called me back. He said, I found some, the wheelman, the wheelman sportsman out of Florida. And I said, okay. So I called Ricky and I told Ricky, here's, here's what we need to convert to. Here's the super Texas super stock rules. Tell me. And Ricky thought, well, we can't do it. I said, come on now. Come on. Let's get out of the box. Let's, let's figure out a way. There's got to be a way. Cause every racer told, oh, you can't do that. Oh, no, no, can't do that. But when you ask them, well, explain why. Well, you just can't. That's what I get. Well, you just can't do it. And that's not good enough. So we are able to figure it out, and I am super excited because I'm like you, Jim. That that series is just, it's very attractive. You watch their racing. Their times are right all within each other. That's That, that means the rules are right. That means that it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do, especially when you have that many show up to race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, as far as getting updates on the rules and all that, uh, can they go to the website and get updates on that? And uh, you sure else- can. They're all up. I also understand that the quarter mile or the uh, drag strip is being uh, reconstructed. How's that going? Oh, it's going good. Definitely, it's going putting in concrete. <laughs> good launch pads. 
<laughs> yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yes, Eddie. Eddie's been working hard at that all week. We're doing. We got all these dirt trucks in and out. It's crazy over here right now. <laughs> it's a lot of work to get one rebuilt. I know that. I plan on racing over there some this year. We just I, my job used to not allow me because I I worked on Sunday, so it was real hard to do anything in Mobile on Saturday night without having to take a day off. But now we're back to working five days a week, so it works out for Friday night, works out for Saturday night. And this partner of mine that's putting together the outlaw stock and the in the uh, in the wheelman car, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. I I've never driven anything faster than twenty seconds. I can't wait to get something that runs eighteens. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Well, I'm excited too. I tell you, I think I'm going to put, like, uh, do a race to where uh, we can get in the sportsman class, get a uh, Pensacola racer over here that can beat a mobile racer. I'll refund his tires. Okay. Maybe that'll get y'all come on over here. I, I can do that. I've beat some of those guys. Well, the, you know, we won the championship this year. We battled the Langhams the majority of the season. So, you know, Maddox and, and uh, Jonathan, and we've had some confrontations but you know we we've worked it out we're you know we're racers we get mad at one another and then a few weeks later we're laughing about it you know and we oh, yes. yelled at me <laughs> yeah but there used to be a class in mobile they called it pure stock they were basically what we are now as far as sportsmen is concerned and um they would bring 40 to 50 cars a night i remember going over there I won the Rattler and Op, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to Mobile. And, man, them boys had some motor because there was no way I was taking my car over there because they used to, some nights they had to run a, a, a B and a C main just to get people into the feature. So, wow. I mean, that, but it's, you know, I would love to see that come back because you had guys bringing dirt cars and racing. So maybe we can figure something like that out. And, and if you ever need anything like that, um, you'll hear my, my email address. Please ask me because I'm a low-buck racer. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have... I don't have time for BS. I have to, what I have to do to race is what I will do to race. And if you need me for anything, I'm, I'm available. I will gladly talk to you about anything. Cause I, I love to help the local guys. I, I really love to help to see guys like Jonathan and, and Howard and all them race and be, be able to afford to go race. Definitely. Yeah. You know, that's, a, that's what I, I think that's racing and that's what's important. I think that's because with my background and always being at the racetrack or, or just growing up around it, um, that's what's important. I try to remember how hard it is to get to the track as a racer, um, you know, how challenging it is. You're dealing, most racers, you know, work full-time job and have families to take care of and family events to do. You know, we didn't get, you didn't plan a wedding on a race weekend. Mm -mm. You you definitely tried not to go into labor no. on a race weekend. You know, <laughs> didn't go to prom. You didn't go to, you know, if it fell on a race weekend, you just knew. Oh, no, can't do it. <laughs> but I, I try to remember because it, it's hard to, to race every weekend. It kicks your butt. You know, you have great days and you have bad days. So I try to, you know, remember that. And when I'm, I'm planning things and when I see the racers, because I do genuinely appreciate them when they get to the track, because it's a lot. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you've had success uh, so far uh, and your transition to Mobile. Is uh, there anybody in your stable in there you just kind of like to mention out uh, that helped you along the way that uh, has put you into this point? Uh, well, Advanced Auto Parts, of course, they've been our backer for a very long time in Houston. Um, <clears throat> whenever I told him what I wanted to do going into Mobile, because in Houston, I don't, uh, we don't own it. We don't, we lease it and it's, you know, it's hard. So I knew I wanted to 
go find somewhere where we could kind of plant roots and grow the program. And that's where Mobile came in. We couldn't do it without advance. I mean, he, he was like, you're going to do what? And uh, <laughs> so he's excited. I mean, they're excited about Mobile this year and, and couldn't do it without him, of course. And our team, I mean, I, uh, we really stretched our team thin last year because running Houston and, and Mobile and you get them over here. But, I mean, you just can't do it uh, without everyone around you. It, it is so important. You know, our tech guy, Denny, Denny Burton, he ran quarter midgets with my dad when they were, you know, five, six, seven years old. Wow. So I've known him. And, and I know there's people that I, I there's things that, of course, you don't know how to do everything. You've got to trust people that you have in place to do it like you would want to do it, like you would want it done. And that's, I think, how we were able to to you know, pull last year off is everybody knew what their job was. I knew their understanding of racing and I knew um, how they would run things. And and that just gives me a peace of mind to go out and do what, what I have to do uh, to pull the money in and to keep things moving forward. So it's truly a great team that we have. And then new people over here, man, we've met great people. It's I'm excited about this year. I'm super nervous. I'm super op- optimistic, but man, I'm so ready to get it going. I am so ready. Ready to see it happen too. We can't wait. Yeah, like I said, even if even if we can't race, I'm being a single guy. I might ride over and watch. Oh yes, at least at least at least get get to see some racing because I I, I'm a big fan of the only type of racing I don't like. I have to admit is is uh, what do they call that stuff Um, where they slide sideways drifting. Drifting. I can't stand drifting. drifting. That's (laughs) it. I love everything else, but I can't stand drifting. But to watch what you're doing over there is awesome, and and we're glad we get we're talking to you because this is awesome. I yes. mean, I'm, I'm learning stuff I didn't know, and and we as a racer, I want to race for a promoter like you. Well, I hope so. That's that's uh that's what I always hope for, and and I'm excited just to be over here. It's such a different dynamic, um, being in Alabama, but it's it's very different. But it's much the same. It's it's very, uh, I don't know, I can't explain it. It's the exact same when it comes to the racers, the families, the stories about this racetrack that I hear is just like the stories when I grew up. I mean, I grew up watching my dad and my uncle race, but all the women and children had to sit in the stands. And as the last feature, the last guy wins, we're all running to the gate because that's when we got to go in the pits. I mean, that's, that's a long time ago, but it's the same feeling, the same stories, the same generations of racers here that I grew up up with over in, at Meyer Speedway is what we had in Houston. That's cool. Cause I, I, I've been going to five flags since I was nine. A friend of my dad's took me, and sent me in the grandstands, and and I watch those cars go around, and I've been addicted ever since. It's it's probably the <laughs> worst drug I've ever been on. I've never been on any other drugs but racing. But I tell people it's it's my version of crack because I'm addicted. <laughs> That's so true. I, it reminds me of any time like I'd go in the garage with my husband and my son or my dad. They were all working, and you open the garage door, you walk in, and it's all cloudy from the fumes, and you're going. Guys, what the <laughs> heck? Yeah, open right. the garage door. Don't open that garage door. It's right. like, have y'all lost your minds? The paint fumes yes. and the brake clean. Yes. And yeah, we just wonder all yes. of us got any brain cells left. <laughs> That's for sure. The old, the old uh, what are those burners, the heaters, the big The kerosene heaters, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
kerosene was. Sound like a jet engine when you light it. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well, sounds like yeah, sounds like you've got a lot of exciting things coming up with Mobile in this season. Uh, You did say April ninth was the uh, inaugural twenty twenty two. Uh, racing season as far as mobile goes um how does that how does that correlate to uh the season over in houston or is it gonna i don't think it would really conflict anything oh no no we it's a we don't conflict with houston at all houston will run on the first weekend of the month in the summer so it, it works out actually perfect all right Cool deal. Well, that's um, that's exciting news, and uh, I hope everybody gets a wind of that. And um, we look forward to uh, getting with the information uh, on the web uh, as far as the schedule and you know getting Jim in the seat over there and uh, participating uh, for the season. Uh, Gina has been uh, an absolute blast Thank listening. You so much. Uh, yeah, uh, with all the information that's going on with uh, what you've done with racing and mobile. Um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm really happy that, uh, we were able to put this together and hopefully our fans and uh, our listeners are, are in excited like we are, uh, to go over and, and buy a ticket and sit in the stands and, and watch everything that you've got going on over there. And, uh, thank you so much for taking your time out to be with us. Well, I appreciate it guys very, very much. And, and I hope to see every one of you guys at the racetrack. You certainly will. Track. I promise. We'll be there. We will be there. We promise. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. All right. Sounds good, guys. Y'all have a good have a good one. All right. You too. Thank All you. Right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. That was uh, Gina Child Knowles, uh, promoter of uh, Houston Motorsports Park and uh, Mobile International Speedway. And it um, uh, looks like they've got a lot of uh, good things coming in store for that. Yeah, and it's uh, almost like a rejuvenation of what Mobile meant to all of us so back in maybe 10, 15 years ago when Mobile was such a staple of this area. Right. Not the panhandle, but this area. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like there might be some uh there I might know. be some glue to put together I there. I think it's got a great future. Well yeah. listening to what that woman just said, she's a heck of a promoter. I'm very proud to know her now and I will go over there and race some because I think it's gonna be pretty neat. Yep. And uh Anyway, how about a let's, let's go, go Brandon? Brandon. <laughs> let's go Brandon. Yeah, Gina Charles Knowles from uh, Mobile International and Houston Motorsports Park. Ted Baber, Ted Baber Video Productions, Jim Pokrant, 2021 Sportsman Champion here locally at Five Flags Speedway. Guys, it's always been uh, you know a pleasure every week to get together and talk to you about short track racing. When we get special guests, it's a little bit more elevated, but... Um, Thanks, guys, for being a part of it. We have to live up to their expectations. (laughs) Amen to that. Thank you for listening, everybody, and have a great evening.